Welcome to 54 Live, your live golf podcast. I am your host, Digsies, and I am once again joined by my co-host, Jake. Jake, did I miss anything this weekend? Any any controversy? Yeah. Twitter, was Twitter slow or something? What's, what's going on? I mean, are you trying to, like, get, get yourself killed, man? <laughs> sir, sir, sir. This was... The best weekend I've ever had in my life. You know, I've watched plenty of golf broadcasts, but I've when you when you say golf broadcast at from from nine p.m. my time until two thirty a.m. on a Sunday night. Well, you know, leading into Sunday morning, it can get hard to watch sometimes just because you know the, the, the eyes get heavy, the legs get weak. You know that 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 blanket looking really really cute over in the corner. But I was glued the whole dadgum time. Well, yeah, it's much, you, it's much better for you because you're starting at 9 to 2.30. You know, you're in the East Coast, 10 to, you know, 3.30 in the morning. So, people, Central, Mountain, and Pacific, they have it better than us on the East Coast. But, you know, like I said, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a man of honor. I'll, I, you know, I'm not going to sit there and try to talk my way out of it. I, I took an L. I took an L this, this weekend on Twitter. And the whole thing is, honestly, when I tweeted that on Saturday – you know, I, I truly believe that I didn't just say it to stir up shit and, and to start controversy. You know, when I woke up Saturday morning, because again, like, I, you know, I'm a Rangers fan. I'm a Knicks fan. They're in the playoffs, you know, like priorities are priorities. You know, like I love golf, but, you know, I grew up with these teams. You know, I, I started playing golf when I was 25. I'm 38 now. So golf has only been 13 years of my life where, you know, hockey, basketball has been my whole life. You know what I mean? So, I didn't watch Friday night and I didn't watch Thursday night. So when I woke up Saturday morning and I saw Gooch leading by 10, I was like, yawn, you know, like once again, you know, he's going to run away with it. But I was wrong, man. And, you know, the, the rest of the field came to play. Gooch got a little nerves. And uh, it, it seems like the final round turned out to be a doozy. Dude, Diggs, this was this was an awesome event. It really was. Look, I know that you're getting, you got kind of softy, softy as an outsider looking in going, oh, 10 shot lead going into the final round. Oh, this is going to be a snooze fest. Dude, this wasn't, this wasn't a situation like the Masters in, in 97 where Tiger Woods is 10 under and, and nobody else can break, can, can hit a putt. Okay. You had 20 guys, 20 guys in this tournament who, who averaged four under a round or better? Twenty guys. Yeah, now, that in my opinion is championship winning golf. You average four under a round, you're going to win some hardware in your life. That's a really good score to average. And and you know, like my whole thing the past couple of weeks has been you know star power. And I got to say, like after the final round, you know, we got star power. You know, Gooch. Lahiri, Patrick Reed, Cam Smith, you know, Dustin Johnson all in the top 10. Would I have liked to see, you know, maybe like a Phil, a Brooks or a Sergio? Yeah, but, you know, we can't always get what what we want. And honestly, to be completely honest with you, the reason why I, I – and I've been talking to, to you personally outside the podcast about this. After watching the Masters, I honestly, like, literally got upset because of – seeing what it used to be and what it can be when these two tours come together and you get a jam-packed leaderboard like we had at the Masters, you know? And I don't know, like uh, like I said, like Liv, like when Liv started, I was, I'm all for it and I'm still all for it, but I truly miss those 
tournaments where you got the best of both worlds, the best players on the PGA, the best players on live. We'll get that four times a year with the majors. A lot of these guys have exemptions the next couple of years, but honestly, the golf world, like, you know, the powers to be, they saw what could be at the Masters. They need to get together and, you know, the four majors, maybe the WGC led in the live guys, the official world golf rankings. They need to get, you know, off their hands and make something happen because, you know, golf fans want to see the best guys at the tournaments week in and week out. And it's great. Live can have their events. The PGA can have their events. But I saw it at the Masters. I'm sure other people are feeling the same way. Even the, you know, diehard PGA fans that were anti-Live, a lot of them were speaking their mind on Twitter saying, wow, look at Brooks. I'm rooting for Brooks. Like, this is great. Like, the Masters brought, I feel like the Masters brought everybody together. And, you know, that's why I was feeling a little butthurt with that. But, you know, it seems like it was a great round. I watched some of the event. I watched some videos that watering hole when Chase Kapka made that uh, hole in one. It looked like the waste management Phoenix o- waste management Phoenix Open. And uh, honestly, it's like I said today on Twitter. I feel like that 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 was the best crowds that they've had so far. And when they go into a place that's golf hungered and Australia is because the PGA, you know, hasn't been back there in a while. Man, they really showed up for the event and it looked electric. Oh, hexia. Hexia. Dude, and like I said, we had plenty of leaderboard activity. Again, remember, this is not a situation where Taylor Gooch shot a live golf record two days in a row. Ten under par. Ten under par. Yeah. Nobody had ever shot ten under par on live. They, yeah. There's been like one one nine under par, a couple eight under pars. And going he shot back 10 to back under too. par. Yeah. And it's crazy too, honestly, like the aces where, you know, they weren't even in the top three heading in and then boom, 18 under on the third round and they come and win another event. Like the aces, man, they're just dominant. And honestly, Patrick Reed, like when I was looking at the standings and, and everything that's been going on, I feel like Patrick Reed is probably, I would say he, for, for someone that hasn't won, I think he might be, a, a, you know, top three MVP candidates for live golf this year because he just continues every single event you know playing well he had a third place finish in adelaide fourth place finish in orlando 18th in tucson we saw at the masters he had a top 10 so you know patrick reed's playing great golf right now and i got to give it to him i feel like you know the, the the other guy you know taylor gooch too you know he had two top 15s 18th and the first but I feel like Reed, man, he's, I feel like Reed is carrying, other than Uline, Reed, Reed and Uline are carrying the aces right now. And well, what's so, the reason people talk about like, you know, why are the aces so scary? And it's simply because they're a one through four team. Yeah. Okay. It's not like well, Siwon Kim. We, we were buddy. crapping on Pat Perez last year, a, a little bit, some people were, but then he turned it up at, at the lighter point. And then this season he's turned it up super hard. Yeah. Two Dude. top tens and a top 15. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. Dude, look at this. Pat Perez, he's he's on the four aces. And the four aces, their worst score was five under on Sunday. Their worst score on Sunday was five under. Four players. You've got seven under from Reed, six under from Uline, five under from Pat Perez, five under from DJ. That's a winning team right there. That's a team where you're... When you got four guys that are all saying, hey, let's pull the pants up, let's go to work. And they get out there and they carve that course up. 
That's why the aces are so dominant, and that's why the aces are finding ways to be on the podium every single event. I know. Because they are one through four a complete team, and they're healthy. That's the other thing. Right now, Stinger GC, I am so effing proud of Stinger GC. Man, if you understand, Stinger, D- Stinger GC is was the first team that was really put together, like really assembled, Right, because you had, um, you know, from South, event yeah. one. South Africans, right? Yeah. Event one, you had Louis Ustase and Charles Swartzel, Brandon Grace, three stud nuggets. Uh, they had they had that fourth man question mark going into this season. They replaced him with a good guy, Dean Burmester, who's been top 10 in two straight events on live. He's been a stud nugget for the team. And But you look at them. Louis Ustase has a, a a really hard like wrist injury that he's been working with and, and dealing with for, for quite a while. And then Charles Swartzel. Charles Swartzel played four under, six under, four under, despite having a really, really hard problem with his shoulder right now. Apparently, halfway through the round, his shoulder, his left arm just goes completely numb right now. Jeez. And so he's still playing through the plane, and he's still shooting the best golf that I've seen from Charles Swartzel in a long, long time. I'm so freaking proud of them, man. They, they kicked some serious chicken salad. And once again, our buddy C1 Kim, he uh, he did shoot a, a round under par on the second round, one under. But once again, he finishes seven strokes below. Uh, finished in 47th. Cantor was a last-minute uh, replacement for the Majestics, right? Was is that right? Because Horsefield dropped yes. out. Yes, um, yeah. Horsefield. If you didn't see, by the way, if you watch the Chase Kepka video, there's uh, from the hole in one. Sam Horsefield spent the day on that hole. Uh, he has something wrong with his with one of his legs, um, so I don't think he'll be playing in Singapore this week. We'll get to that in a moment. But, so I guess so. Um, Morgan's like he's an alternate for numerous teams, then, huh? I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, they're supposed to have. I'm an sorry, individual. Lori Cantor, not Morgan. You're good. They're supposed to have an individual replacement for each individual team. I, I don't know what happened with that. Um, yeah. I guess Majeskis didn't have a player on on site, and, and they might not have just because, I mean, it was, you know, that deep into the week. Um, you know, you don't expect two good rounds of a player being used, third round, whatever. So we'll see what happens this week. I don't expect Sam Horsfield to play um, just because of how bad he was limping. Uh, he actually limped over to hug uh, Chase Kepka on his hole-in-one. If you watch the video, the guy limping down the fairway, uh, like hobbling down the fairway, <laughs> hopping on one leg to hug him, that's that, that's uh, Sam Horsfield right there. Honestly, if you show somebody that video, or you know, casual golf fan, and say, where is this? You know, the, Some of them might be like, oh, yeah, that's the Waste Management Phoenix Open. You know, like if you took the signs, the live signs away, and uh, like the amount of, you know, beer cans and cups that were thrown on like you know obviously it, it wasn't the big stadium but you know like oh look look they you know you could tell some casual golf and oh look they ch- turned you know the the first part three at waste management phoenix open into a uh, another party at 10 look what happened last week and they'd be like wow great you know because like honestly it looked like the waste management phoenix open from the videos it, you know it looked oh, like it was just fun the watering hole it looked like an yeah. a, a electric experience uh, australia really came out man honestly i would love to see them get more than one event and yeah, I, I said I think, it today I like think, yeah i think two events would be a good a, a good thing uh, I, w- I would like to see two events on live one event in the international series yeah. on the agent tour 
Um, and they way, could do it back to back. Like, so instead of going to Singapore this week, they could have just stayed in Australia and went to, you know, like Sydney. Sydney. Yeah, exactly. They don't have to do back to back in Adelaide, you know, like Australia is a big country, you know, like people would show up in Brisbane or, or people would show up in Sydney, obviously, you know? Yeah. And I mean, um, a big reason why Adelaide was such a great place for them, though, is because that particular area didn't really have any big... Because uh, there are two DP World Tour events that happen in Australia, mm-hmm. um, which are co-sanctioned by the Australian PGA. Uh, one of them, I believe, does take place in S- Sydney. The other one, I want to say, takes place in Perth. I don't remember off the top of my head. It, it, I, I could be completely wrong. Forgive me, Australia. That's one of the reasons why I was so bad on... Uh, and did, just didn't even want to make a podcast last week uh, yeah. about preview because I don't know Australia enough to make a smart compliments. And and you saw it. My yep. picks this week were horrible. Yep. I'm okay with that. It was the first, I don't know first time, too, honestly, because you're, you're always banging out one. You always have somebody in the top three or a team in the top three. And like I said, I was just throwing fucking thoughts at the board and I got lucky because, you know, I, I, I went with the, you know, horses, you know, not for the course because I don't know the course, but I went with the guys that usually show up in these live events. Patrick Reed, Peter Uline, the Aces. You know, I knew Cam Smith would show up in Australia. So I went with, I, I used my gut, went with those guys, and I got lucky. Well, I want to talk a few minutes about a couple of things that we saw. Go for it. Um, Here's your you time. Know, you, you mentioned this. You mentioned this. We talked about, uh, about C1 Kim just for a, for a brief second. He did finally have a round under par, but he's only had one round in 12 rounds where he broke 75. That's insane. This is a this is a guy who is making a hundred and forty thousand an event, and he he has broken seventy five one time in twelve rounds. It's crazy. Like honestly, like I was trying to th- like think like me. I'm like a twelve thirteen handicapper, right? So him breaking right. par would be what for me? Would you say like say what him what was that? C one Kim breaking par. That right. would be equivalent to a twelve handicapper shooting what? Breaking um, ninety. No, no uh, twelve handicapper. You know, you're probably twelve handicap means that you're expecting like in the top twenty five percent of your rounds to shoot like eighty four. Mm-hmm. So reality, the way that Siwon Kim has been playing on professional golf. Now again, this is professional settings, shooting like a hundred, right? Ninety five hundred, probably, right? I mean, he has no, no, but he he hasn't broken it for. Okay, you're talking about like how he plays on average. Yeah, well, I'm okay. saying how he's played this year. How he's played this year? Like that, that, would that, would be, that would be like you. That would be like you as a twelve handicapper shooting ninety five and just not being able to figure it out. Like yeah. every round, you're shooting ninety five, crazy, and you're just pissed off and confused because in your brain you know that you can challenge for eighty, mm-hmm. right? You know that you can challenge for mid mid eighties, but you just for whatever reason are the playing away. Yep, yeah, and that's kind of what's going on. I mean, we, we saw it. This is an event where two players were over par at the end. Uh, one is Martin Keimer, which he has a pass because he's coming back from injury. And the other one is Siwon Kim, who shot 12 over on the first day, a day where everybody was under par. And you're just like, you watch it and you just keep thinking, okay, when are they just going to go ahead and, 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 and you know, old yeller this guy? I, 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 it I don't, needs to I happen soon, you know? It needs to happen. What, soon. what it, did it, we Singapore, say a few weeks me. ago? We said give him half the year, right? So yeah. we're four now. There's what fourteen events. So he, mm-hmm. you know, Singapore, and we, we thought he would play better once he got over to the Western Hemisphere because you know that's where he's from, you know, and like 
like you said, the oils, the food, you know. So he's going to Singapore. He should have no excuse. He should be under par every round in Singapore. If this is to me, this is his last chance. Like this has to be his last chance. This is the event on the calendar, on the live calendar, where it makes the most sense for him to play well, right? As far as geolocation, everything else. This is a week where where they're playing a second event in two weeks, which means I'm expecting sloppier play from the bigger names. I'm expecting sloppier play from the older guys. Not that I'm. Not that they're, that I that I want them to, but I just expect they're going to be tired from, from, and it's going to be a very different vibe. You know, Singapore is not going to come out crazy, crazy the no, way that the way that they'll probably did. have a quarter of of the the attendance that they had. Uh, like no, not even a quarter. They'll probably. I mean, 10%. I expect it to be kind of like Bangkok, where there's yeah. there's some fans out there, but it's very very minuscule. And I'm not hating on Singapore. It's just a very different culture, a very different setting. Yeah, and it's people it's aren't be a, going there to drink and party like they are in Australia. You know. Exactly. So it's it's not going to be a party vibe. And again, the players are going to have this hangover feeling. So Siwon Kim, this is, to me, this has to be his last chance. If he cannot get his chicken salad right, then, dude, uh, we got we, we, we need somebody to go out just to just throw the baby out with bathwater. Yeah, they need they need to get that alternate in play. You know, every single week. But and that's what I was saying today with that tweet about they need to do more international events. But now that I'm thinking about it, it's not necessarily more international events. It's more events that you know there's going to be a party culture. You know, like live is more loose. They let everybody wear shorts. You know, it's only 54 holes. They play music on the golf course. So, you know what? If you're, you know, using that party culture, like completely lean into it and have these events where you know you're getting crowd similar to Adelaide and you know yeah yeah like so you're basically saying like we should have there should be a live event in Vegas is what you're saying yeah man imagine that you know dude like at yes. that course where Tiger and um Phil played what what is the court or even the place where they play the Shriners well it, and that's kind of the idea I mean now granted you can't do it at those courses for obvious reasons because they're ties with, with the PGA but yeah. I understand what you're saying is you want to find party cultures and you want to party hardy yeah right um, like, like, and I feel like the players play better when there's a large crowd. Like, there's nothing worse going out there and you see five people behind the hole. Like, you right. know, it doesn't get your juices flowing. And these players, most of the players, you know, 18 of them were coming back from the Masters, you know, like a great event that got your juices flowing. We saw what happened to Phil Mickelson at the Masters when he had something to play for and had fans, you know cheering for him because as much as everybody hated Phil for what he did and the comments he made, the second he starts playing good and, and steps on those hallowed ground of Augusta, people were cheering for him. You know, he, well, he he's well, a polarizing figure, but pe- you're not going to hate that guy for long. Well, Diggsy, everybody forgives a winner. Exactly. It, it's just, that's just the reality. Uh, you know, uh, uh, when, when Kobe was going through the, the, the scandals back whenever he was playing, yep. man, you know, he was dribbling for his life because he knew that, you know, hey, as long as I'm winning, I'm not going to prison. Yep. And, and, and speak, that's just the reality. A little, a little tangent here, speaking about everybody loving a winner. Tiger, man, this this latest surgery on his ankle, I'm, I'm hearing that it's, you know, like a way of life surgery. So it's like he does not have to be in bed. Like, is his golf career over? I mean, it was over. It's been over like five different times. Yeah. I hate to say it like that, but the the man is is one of the worst, greatest drivers of the ball, one of the worst drivers of cars ever. <laughs> I mean, I, I, and I love him. I I respect his game so much. I respect what he's done for golf. 
But, you know, I, I don't want him to keep trying. Yeah. Right. I want him to just chill out for a few years, play the PNC because they give you a golf cart. Yeah. And then go on the Champions Tour if he wants to, where they give you a golf cart. But it's the walking. The walking is kicking the chicken salad out of him, and he can't do it. And even if he just chills out for a few years and he goes on the Champions Tour and he finds something, you know, he can still play Augusta. He could still play, you know, the U.S. Open when it's at Pebble, or he could still play, you know, the Open when it's at St. Andrews because of all of his exemptions. And we saw what happened. Phil Mickelson won the PGA at 50, you know. I, I don't I don't think he should play those events, though, because no? it's it's the, the walking. He won't be able to use a cart at those events. Well, was St. Andrews, St. Andrews is an easy walk, right? It's not like uh, Augusta. It's, I mean, there's lots of undulation, but it is a, it is a links course. So, yes, it's easier. Um, but again, you got to understand like there's hills, there's deep rough. If he misses the fairway where, you know, he can take a bad step. Yeah. Or even just getting out of those pot bunkers. Yeah. And and I'm being serious. It's so dumb there. I can't tell you after ACL repair, there's been so many times where like, I think I'm going great. And then I, you know, I walk off, I'm walking up or down, uh, or around an undulation part at a hill and then boom, take a wrong step. And I'm sore for like three weeks. Are you at ACL surgery? Yeah, I had ACL surgery a couple of years ago. It's when you're walking down, not walking up, right? That's it's, the it's, hardest it's, part. Yeah, because walking down is when you're like you're 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 throwing your weight onto that onto that piece. So yeah. walking up's very easy. Walking down gets scary. And but it's not just that, it's just it's just undulation. Sometimes in golf courses, you know, you'll you'll step somewhere thinking it's solid, it ain't solid. And so like if you go hunting for balls in the water hazard, that's dangerous. Very dangerous for, for me. Yeah. Because uh, I'm I'm cheap and I like free balls, but I have to like you know be mindful of that. The point is, is that Tiger, they don't they won't allow a cart on the PGA or um, you know any of the any of the main adult tours, and that's okay. That's part of the rules. And Tiger actually drew that line on the sand several years ago. That's just why he yeah. can't. Yeah, but whenever he goes to the Champions Tour, they will allow him a cart on there. So I think he needs to just chill out, not try anymore for you know play the PNC. And then wait for Champions Tour when he when he can use a cart because his caddy even said it. You know Joe Lacava, who's Freddie Couples and his caddy, by the way. He said, "Hey, if this guy you give him a cart tomorrow, he's competing." Mm-hmm. And 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 you know, look at that Freddie Couples man. He's had such a smooth swing. Like, and it just goes to show you how you were talking about me and you were talking during Masters Week about Will Zalatoris, and I believe you tweeted about you know saying like to the young. Then kids, like, look at what happens when you put that much torque on your body. And yeah. Freddie Couples and Tiger is the, the perfect example. Freddie Couples is nice and smooth, nice, easy swing. He still he still hit it far in his prime, but Tiger always had a vicious move, you know, and, like, mm-hmm. it takes a toll on your body. And, and you know, yeah. doing that, he's been playing since he's 18, you know, at, at, in college, and then on the PGA Tour since, what, 2021? Or, or, when did he win the Masters? He was, what, 20? Yeah, so that's his first his debut his debut on the PGA was ninety six. Yeah, and I mean, and you're right, and this is what we're seeing. We're seeing these kids, and uh, like I, I love the Justin YouTube. Thomas frame. You know, like yeah, well, not no, not even Justin Thomas because Justin Thomas still has some muscle. We're talking the we're talking the shrimp the shrimpy yeah you know the, the shrimpy premature baby kids. You know the the, the Will Zalatoris kids that you know who that, it might. Could, could come and bite them, Matthew Fitzpatrick, because he's tiny and he's mm-hmm. really been working at getting distance. And he has, know. and he's now he's put on some muscle. Now this is the thing that people don't 
they have seen shown some videos of him doing speed training where he's actually they they have him doing biometrics so he's in his underwear in those videos and you can see that like he's actually gaining some muscle um where uh what's what happens and people look at rory and they go well rory's swinging through his shoes and he's a smaller guy he's he's he looks smaller when you stand next to john rum who's, who's a you know a, a you know a 230 pound six foot three guy yeah rory's jacked though but rory is jacked and these kids don't understand that like you have to put the muscle on to swing like that long term yeah if you don't, you are going to be a Will Zalatoris, a kid who is, you know, and, and I hate to say this, but Zalatoris is done. I mean, he's done. He is David Duvall. He is done. You think You think if he, you know, takes like an extra, obviously it's going to take him a year to recover, but you think if he takes like another six months to a year, puts on some muscle, you don't think he could come back from that? Well, what's gonna, here's what his problem is that Will Zalatoris is, he's a name brand in golf, right? But he he's not somebody who is twelve years deep into a masters into a major winning career. This happened to. He was a young upstart who had you know gotten his way up into the top of the ranks, but only has one victory to his name. So you got to understand, he doesn't have the five six years of sponsorship exemptions and just general exemptions to safeguard his status on the PGA tour. Yeah. And especially so he's with a, the elevated events, he's definitely right. dropping out of the top 70 now, but right. I know they do. The PGA tour does have a injury clause, the AKA yes, Tiger Woods. It's like clause. one year. Yeah. It's like one year. And so he's, he's in a spot right now where even if he does make a comeback, there's a very high possibility that he loses his tour card very quickly right after he does make a comeback. And they, and I don't think he will have the game and the physical ability to win back his tour card. Because you watch those Corn Fairy dudes, they are playing for blood every round. Yeah. They, they, their goal is 10 under par or I'm walking off the course at 9. And it's sad, too, because he was so close at Salt Lake, at least three, four majors, that he could have snagged the major. At least, you know, if he did that, he could have said, you know what, I did my job, I won a major, at least I could, you know, rest on that. But, you know, now he's sitting with, what, one PGA Tour win and, you know, a couple of top fives. Sad. And like you said, with David Duvall, Duvall, man, in in the early 2000s, he was a world-beater, man. Like, he, everybody thought he was going to be, you know, going up against Tiger Woods for years and... He fell off a cliff, too. Yeah, he ended up dealing with vertigo symptoms and then had a bunch of weight gain that happened and then just couldn't break 75. Kind of like C1 Kim. Yeah. Golf is a funny is a funny thing like yep. that. We had we saw what happened with Jason Day several years ago, yeah. where Jason Day was number one in the world. Then all of a sudden, Jason Day starts getting vertigo. Yeah, he had vertigo, too. Yeah, I remember at yeah. the PGA Championship when he, had, like, he like fell down. Yeah, and his caddy was literally carrying him for, like, you know... Uh, not, not, I mean, literally. His caddy, he won, he ended up winning that one, right? No, he didn't. He oh, that was up, the year after. Yeah, he or no, it was like two years later. But the point is, is that this was him. Like everyone thought he was supposed to win that one. He was in position to win that one, and then all of a sudden, can't play because he has vertigo. And, yeah. and he finished out. He finished out, but it it was a shell of who he is. But vertigo issues you can get over that and recover. We've seen it with him right now. We saw it with Heinrich Stenson last season, who. Heinrich Stenson, by the way, uh, was in that tie for t- tie for eleventh, you know, because there were nine guys that that finished at twelve under, and he was one of them. So I mean, this week, 
The point is, though, is that Will Zalatoris done. Yeah. Um, and speaking done. of the PGA Championship, Oak Hill, in mm-hmm. uh, a few weeks, I can't wait, man. Remember last time? Duff Daddy put on a freaking ball striking clinic, like... I, I, I honestly, it was honestly because I, that's when I really first started getting into golf. I believe it was like 2013 when he won, and I, I was like the best ball striking clinic I ever saw. Man, he was put in the ball within five feet, like down that back nine up against Furyk. It's mm-hmm. a nice course, man. I'm excited to see what the live guys do. It's gonna be a course that favors. You know, Brooks, Brooks is gonna be contending. You know, with his form, Brooks needs to work on his putting. Um, yeah. it's, it's so insane to watch because it, it happened again this week here in, uh, in Adelaide where this guy, you can visibly tell he is putting like crap and I'm, I, I love him and I love his game. His game is so lightning good right now that he can putt like crap and still shoot four under five under. And that was the strength of his game. Like when he was, when he won those four majors, him putting in big pressure situations, like everything was going in. Yeah, and and no joke, like Diggs, he he shot seven under on Saturday this week, and he missed a good six seven putts from within ten feet. Crazy. That's how good this guy is with his irons right now. Those yeah. he's making me want to go throw away my my tailor mades I just got and go get Strixons. Go get some Strixons. Right, his whole bag Strixons now, right? Yeah, Being the I mean, driver. He's, he's, yeah, because I mean he he's he's Strixons like cover athlete. They have like four. They have Shane Lowry, Matsuyama, and him. And um, I, that's one, the one, one thing I like about these guys going to live. They could go play, you know, whatever clubs they want, you know, like all by the sponsors. Well, once their contracts run out, yeah. I yeah, mean, but, yeah, but I'm saying by the time the sponsors dropped them all, now they're like, all right, let me go play what I want, you know, like a mixed bag of whatever. Right. Well, and uh, no, he's he's still under contract, but there are other guys that are. He's under contract like with what, Strixon? Yeah, with Strixon. He, where, he was with what? Talamate? No, he's with just Rickson. He's been with Rickson for like, like for at least three or four years. Really? Yeah, yeah, hmm. um, yeah. I think you're getting DJ Matty Wolf. Ah, uh, yeah, um, D- yeah, yeah. Uh, so those guys got dropped, or at least they're not. They may have not been dropped, but they've been like shelved. Yeah. Well, I know still John Rom. I, I, I yeah. John Rom said something about he didn't realize anything was different the week of the Masters until he looked down at Dustin Johnson's shoes and saw him in foot joys instead of Adidas. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love how everyone's every, everyone. If you watch the live events, uh, like half the the guys in the live field are rocking Jordans now, which is awesome to see. Yeah, because you know they're just hitting up Pat Perez, like, yep. hey, homie, get yeah, <laughs> me up. Yep. Yeah, they're hitting they're hitting up Patty P and they're hitting up Varner. Even though Varner doesn't wear Jordans most days, he wears he wear, he wears like Nike brand stuff for his his golf shoes, but he doesn't always wear Jordans. Sometimes yeah. he does though. I love my Jays, man. I got a bunch. Last night we were out. Me and my wife were at the bar before we went to go to the, the comedy show. We saw Stavros, um, Halkias. How, I don't know if you the big uh, Greek guy with the mustache. He's so funny. But um, my wife was like, I want a pair of Jays, you know, because she was looking around and she saw a few of the girls at Jays. So, and of course, she picks out the pair of Jays that she wants. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll get a few for Mother's Day. And she picks out the most expensive kind that's like so rare and like they're on like. Air, uh, flight club and stock acts for like four hundred dollars. I was like, "You got good taste, babe." Like, babe, I love you, but I mean, you know, <laughs> I kept. So what like, about what about these? What about these? Yeah. How about the uh, how about the how about the retro style uh, low tops? Right? Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> no, I understand. I just but picked dude, up a nice pair of Adidas spikes for uh, my Pioneer strip. I uh, I actually on my shoes I use 
Ooh, I don't even know what shoes I actually have, uh, but they're comfortable as heck and I still use them. They're soft spikes, but they're, um, I got them in Utah. I was actually playing uh, up there in Utah one, one year and the, on the plane, my shoes fell apart. My shoes fell apart in the really? bag, like the, like the bottom fell off the shoe. And I was like, oh, so I was rocking my foot joys and I, but I walked out there and like one of the soles fell off completely on the front, on the, on the driving range. And so I'm like, okay, I need to go. So I went to the, into the pro shop and just found those. And I didn't even try them on or anything. I just go, what size? Okay, good. I'm taking off in five minutes. And I've been wearing them ever since. Up and until actually- last week, I was wearing Nike TW. They were either 11s or 12s, 2011, mm-hmm. 2012, the gray ones. Literally, like my, my toe was like starting to come through because they were super comfortable. And I've had them for over 10 years and I didn't want to get rid of them, but they just kept wearing, you know, 10 years is a long time to wear one, you know, you know, especially right. when you're playing 20 rounds a year. But I finally had to give them up. Understood. Dixie, I got to ask you. So there's, th- there's three guys right now that I feel like are snake bit, right? Mm-hmm. They're just... They're they're playing they're playing championship winning golf, but haven't won a tournament on live yet or outside of live in quite a while. Okay. There's three guys that I just feel like, man, they they they're playing winning golf, but they're not getting it won. All right, um, hit it. Honorbon Lahiri, you know, second place this last this last uh, tournament, uh, and then also second place in the uh, international series Vietnam event where he played. Mm-hmm. Uh, him and him, Paul Casey and David Pooj all played in that event, and all three made the cut. But Honorbon came in second place. He missed Orlando, was, right? Uh, he uh, he did miss out on Orlando. I think it was some family stuff. Gotcha. Um, it wasn't injury related or health related. It was, I think, it was personal stuff. Um, so, but then, yeah, Honorbon Lahiri. Uh, you know, he had he, he lost in the playoff last year. The one that him, him, DJ, and Waka were playing in. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, two top twos in, in two weeks in a row. And I am putting money on him this week, man. Yeah, he's Singapore. going back. He's going back to, he's, they're staying in Asia. They're yeah. staying in Asia. That sounds like a good match for him. Yeah. It sounds like a good place for him. He's, he's young enough still to where I don't feel like he's going to have the wear out factor that maybe like, like I, I could expect Westwood, Poulter, Bland, even Mickelson. Several of the older players to to have a bit of a rougher time this week because yeah. it's back to back weeks of events. But also, you got to remember that they're only playing you know three rounds instead of the normal four, so it's, it's true. Like one and a half events, you know, and it's true. Australia to Singapore, it can't be that far of a flight, right? What? Maybe oh like yeah, it's, it's pretty. It's not that big a deal, but yeah. that way, and, and Singapore is more modern to where I don't expect to have the food problems that they had in Bangkok. Yep. But um, who are the uh, other two? Uh, I will tell you that. Patrick Reed needs to get a win soon. I mean, I, I the I'm telling due. you, man, he's, the he's, man is due. yeah, he's definitely in my top three for MVP of the year. Obviously, Gooch is up there after this week. And I would say maybe Reed's not in the, I would say Peter Uline, Charles Howell, the third Gooch and Patrick Reed. Those, no, those the, MV, the MVP though, this year is, is Cam Smith. And, and the reason why really the dude, he really is. He, he actually has the lowest scoring average this season on live golf. He had a twenty. So the, he started with the sixth place finish. Then yesterday, a fourth place finish. But then in between, he had a twenty sixth and a 29th. Right, but he's still averaging the lowest score on live right now. Yeah. Um, and the big thing is, is you got to understand who else is with him. I mean, I'm not. I I, I hate bringing up this kind of conversation mm-hmm. points, but his team, Mark Leishman, is you know he'll he'll show up for one round, and then he'll just he'll just fall away. 
Yeah. That happened in Tucson. It happened in, uh, in uh, you know, he showed up, he showed up on Sunday here in, uh, in Australia. He's, he's like, he's a one round guy right now. And they're in ninth, they're in ninth place. They're only one point ahead of the Ironheads with Siwon Kim. So that's, right. that's saying something. Right. And then the Ironheads are stuck playing with three guys. Yep. Right. Matt Jones and Jed Morgan. I really thought Jed Morgan, this would be his week to shine. And he woke up on, on day two and three, but you know, he woke up a little too late, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I, I just need to see more out of those guys, man. This is, it's, uh, Cam Smith is, is, is carrying a burden on his shoulder and he's doing a great job of it by you, but he, he is, you know, having to be the face of the league, the face of his team, yeah, and be the one carrying all the sticks. And I just and I, I he needs uh, he, honestly. I was so Lucas Herbert won the DP World Tour event uh, in uh, in in Japan this past weekend. Okay, and I really thought that he was going to end up joining Live this year and be like much needed reinforcements for Ripper, but he didn't. Yeah. Now speaking of that. One of the Q&As from last week's episode before we decided to nix it was somebody was asking about, you know, top fifth, some, somewhere where along the line. I was getting into an argument with guys about the top 50 golfers in the world on the PGA Tour. Would they want to go to live right now? And I said no, because honestly, with the amount of money the PGA Tour is offering these guys, you know, you'll have to also factor in the blowback factor that you know, Cam Smith got, that Phil Mickelson got, that all these, you know, these guys got hated on, you know, on the internet, on Twitter, on social media. So I don't think, like, I think guys outside of the top 50, top 70 that, you know, aren't in the elevated events and want to take the money and, and have a, you know, shorter schedule, I think guys like that would maybe join Live, you know, oh, yeah, next yeah, year. The, yeah, but I, I, think, I, don't, I don't see any – so there is talk – Digsy about there being expansion of... I, I think they need it. Like, you know, like... Well, yeah, they're saying there, there is talk. Greg Norman has mentioned in some side conversations that they're looking to add two to uh, uh, two to three teams next year. Yeah, you don't want which, to expand too much where you, you, you get away from the shotgun start because right. I like the shotgun start and what makes Live unique from the PGA Tour. So if you add two, I believe you can still... Right, because oh, there's yeah. two open holes. Correct. Right. So, and and, uh, and even if they don't, they can still add a a second group, uh, like a marquee group on one. Yeah. So, staggered but, start like they do in the final round. Yeah, but like the big thing with with live right now, um, people were saying, "Well, you guys didn't sign anybody big this off season." Uh, a lot of that came down to just there. Hey, there weren't any captain spots available. Yeah. And captain spots, if you know, they have equity in the teams. Uh, they have uh, a lot of other stuff that go with it. So those are really your big things that Liv has to offer that the PGA doesn't offer right now. And, and they're, so, they're cutting back on expenses. You know, the, the money yeah. isn't, you know, that they, they want to turn a profit finally, you know, and the money isn't there where last year they were throwing money around. This year, they're not throwing money around as much. Right. Well, they, they have. And so if they're going to attract a bigger name player, they have that's a tool that I think is their best tool available is a captaincy spot, a make your own team spot, whatever you want to call it. Um, and that's where they're going to have to do that at. Um, I want them to expand anyway, just because I really want there to be a Thailand team. There's a lot of good players at a Thailand that I really want to see over on live. Um, I really want to see a Japanese team. I would yeah. love to see Kazuki Higa 
be given a team. I, I know you don't know, know too much about him, just you know, Dixie, but you know he he won four times on the Asian on, on the Japanese tour last year, and ended up getting a special invite to Augusta. He's been getting special invites to certain uh, PGA Tour events this past year. People are trying to court him because they think he's the next the next uh, you know Matsuyama uh, and uh, you know Hideki. And, they should go throw money at Sam. What was his name? Sam Bennett from the Masters. They should go throw like they did it with what Puig and Chukakara, right? Right, and, and and Liv did a great job with that. They they picked up Turk Pettit, they take they picked up James Pyatt, they picked up Eugenio Chukakara, they picked up um, at Ogletree, and they picked up uh, yeah, they picked up Puj. And so Pooch. those were those were all really high end young yeah, guns. Yeah. And those were those were great signings. Those were, um, and I and I do I want to see a mixture of. Well-known, established talent, roster filler talent, and young guns coming in. Because hey, Piot shot seven, six or seven under on Sunday. Yeah, he's coming around. And I think I think him being with Phil is a lot better fit for him than being with Harold Varner, who I think wanted to kick the shit out of him. <laughs> and honestly, you know, what? I'm going to say one thing to you. I'm not, you know, like I talk shit about Liv this week, and I, I talk. The way I say it is, I, I just, whatever's on my mind, I speak it. Like, I'm not going to, like, n- if there's something I dislike about Liv, I'm not going to not say it because I have a Liv podcast and I need to be pro-Liv. Um, and honestly, some of these accounts, like, the, the, the reason why I enjoy doing the podcast with you, we're both in the middle. We like Liv. We like the PGA Tour. You know, we're going to talk shit about the PGA Tour or Liv if they do something wrong, but we're not just going to talk shit just to talk shit to make Liv look great. So... I'm going to say it right now. I'm watching the Zorik and this team format doesn't do anything for me. The, the what? The team format in Zorik. Live? No, no. You. I'm talking about the PGA right now. As we're recording. Oh, the Zurich. I'm the watching Zorik. Zorik. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, man. Uh-huh. I, I was like, I was like, what? The, yeah. I the, went the, on a tangent. There. Yeah. No, you're okay. Uh, it was just, it was so far in left field. I, you know, I haven't even watched it. And the reason why I don't like the, the Zurich is, is it's, it's a team format thing, but it's, it's, it's a duo, yeah. so I don't. Really, I don't even like calling it team. Yeah, you know? you're right. It's like a pair. It's, yeah, it's just, 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 it's just a, a partnership, or you know, like, yep. a, like a, they were rolling yeah. too with the Masters and the RS. Yeah. The RSM was a great event. Like RSM did awesome, dude. And I saw I some was, people saying like, "Oh, if you're rooting for Matthew Fitzpatrick, you can't call yourself an American." Like, why? You know, like, like hey, don't don't you be hating on Spieth? No, I, I like Spieth. I, I'm, I'm not I'll, saying I'll, I'll I, come over there and attack you right now. No, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm really, I'm really losing fans today. No, no, it's okay, dude. It's, I like Jordan. No. I like Jordan Spieth, but I like Matthew Fitzpatrick. You know, and, and no, it's the I, same reason why, like everybody hates on me. Like, how can you be such a live fan? And like my friends make fun of me. How can you be a live fan? And Rory McIlroy is your favorite golfer. It's because I, I like Rory McIlroy. You know, like I know a lot of people are, you know, especially the big live big live guys, anti-PGA tour guys, you know, calling him like a beta bitch. He cries, this, that, the other thing, you know, especially with the injury. If you don't cry about it, you you don't care about it. Exactly. You know, and honestly, I, you know, Tiger Woods was my favorite golfer in the world. Obviously, you know, with what's going on with him, you can't really watch him as much. And, And the past five, six years, you know, Rory has been my favorite golfer, even though he's probably lost me two to $3,000 over the past Two years with me betting on him every single major. I lost, just lost four hundred on him in the Masters. And you know what? Come O'Kill, kill, come O'Kill. Yeah. You know what I'm going to do, right? Uh, just, just, just throw all in on him. 
I have to because the st- have to. the 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 major that I stop betting on Rory is the, the one he's going to win. Yeah, like honestly, I'm I'm thinking about taking the bullet and just not bet bet on him yeah, so you, he gets yeah, the yeah, win, maybe, right? Maybe you should help him out. I yeah, mean, but then I'm not going to win my money back. Yeah, but you're not going to win anyway. <laughs> you bet on him because he's I, not going to win. <laughs> I know, but if I keep bet, he's going to win one more major in his career. You know, I mean, yeah, so if I, mean, I keep doubling yeah, up, doubling up, doubling up, you know, it might get expensive, but eventually I'm going to get my money back. And we're going to see you in 50 years, just like <laughs> one more bet. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. Like, babe, no. babe, we need to take out a second mortgage on the house. Was Rory's last chance at Augusta? Yeah. He's 65, honey. He hasn't broken par in 10 years. I know, but this is the one. Phil did it when he was 50. Rory can do it when he's 60. Yeah. No, um, dude. Uh, so your favorite player on the PGA is, is Rory. Rory. Yep. Uh, who's your favorite player on, on the Euro? Like strictly a Euro player. Do you have one? No. Like, like, like Euro. Like 80% Euro player. Like someone like Ryan Fox, who just pretty much plays mm. Euro only. Um, what's his name? Um, Shit. Oliver Fisher. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Nice. I liked watching him. He, he won a few years ago at the um, uh, St. Andrews event. At, what is it? The Alfred Dunhill Links? Yeah, the Alfred Dunhill yeah. Links Championship. Yeah. No, Ross yeah. Fisher. Where, is it Ross Fisher or Oliver Fisher? Uh, so there's uh, 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 Oliver. I'm, I'm thinking of Oliver Becker. I'm yeah, first. it's Ross. I think it's Ross Fisher. It's Ross, it's yeah, Ross honestly, Fisher. I really don't watch much unless like you know, like okay. Rory or Rom or those guys are playing in it. Poulter, Stenson, Westwood. You know, I don't watch. Okay. Um, but in regards to live guys, I would say Brooks and Patrick Reed would be my favorite. Okay, so for me, like all time, you're a big speed guy for. I, I mean, I, I grew up around Spieth, so I, I, I do like watching him, and I'm a fan of his, but I, he's not my favorite. Um, all-time favorite golfer is Mike Weir, um, first first left-handed player to win the when 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 the because you're a lefty, first. right? Yes, yeah. And so you Makes gotta understand, sense. like, uh, stick together. And you gotta understand, like, we like Phil Mickelson, but not really because remember he's actually right-handed, but it just plays left-handed. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's not the same. Uh, I, I know that sounds weird. Like I do root for him, and I do like him now more than I did when I, whenever he was actually on PGA. But honestly, it, it wasn't the same for me. Like it wasn't like when he started winning and started doing all the things. It's like, yeah, but you're a poser lefty, and I, I hate saying it like that. I'm not meaning it like that. I'm meaning it like you're not a true lefty. You chose to be a lefty. Um, you're not somebody like myself who's stuck as a lefty. Yeah, having to deal with what what that means. Um, yeah, but anyway, so Mike, Weir, all time favorite for me. Uh, I've watched him play several rounds at, at the, uh, colonial and at Byron Nelson. When I, when I used to live there in Fort Worth, um, uh, current PGA favorite, uh, for me is, it probably is Spieth to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I really like watching the guy. Um, he's a head case to watch. Oh, he's so much fun to watch. It's like we said in the last episode, he's the best bad golf golfer he's around. The best bad golfer ever. I mean, as far as like just playing, like missing fairways and somehow finding a way yep. to make par. Like just think about when he won the uh, open championship, when he was freaking, you know, uh, taking a drop on the driving range behind the trucks. And yeah. that shot that he hit was fucking amazing, by the way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I mean, he's yeah. always finds himself in, you know, crazy situations. I'm pretty sure that Michael Greller is a certified therapist. Oh, I feel bad he- for him. That man must have like yeah. a like a therapist license at this point. It used to be pray for Ted Scott dealing with Bubba, but now it's pray oh. for Michael Gell, Greller. You know, and then you got Bones, who's just you know constantly hitting Thomas over the head with a stick. <laughs> you 
you know, which even Rom's caddy, Rom's, you know, because like Rom, sometimes Rom is like, no, I'm gonna hit this three wood from this bunker over the wall, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny it's so true though um, but no I, I, on Liv Liv specifically my favorite golfer to watch on Liv like the guy that I'm most excited for uh, to watch uh, week in week out see more shots of honestly C1 it's kind of tough for me because what C1 yeah, Kim. C1 Kim yeah that's right it's exactly who I'm rooting for no I, I really love watching um, you know Stenson I really love watching uh, you know Brooksy whenever he's on putting but I also just love watching how, how good he is, even when he's not. Cause you're just like, this dude is, he, he plays as if his, his vibe when he plays is like he's playing a Sunday round on a Muni course. Like, he, I don't know how else to explain it. Like, that's, no, I, I remember watching John Daly one time play a, play a charity, like a charity round, which wasn't even like an actual tournament. It was just a charity round at, at the course that I grew up on. Mm-hmm. And he's out there. You know, cigarette hanging out of his mouth. Cigarette hanging out of his mouth. Cup of McDonald's, really Diet Coke. Yeah, he shot four under, but he wasn't even lining up his putts. He just <laughs> went up to his putts and one-handed them at the hole. And that's kind of the vibe that I feel from Brooks whenever he's playing. I know he's trying, but it just it. Well, no, it he just said, looks he so. Said it. He said he doesn't. You know, like he doesn't really practice unless it's for the majors. You know, and like yeah. he said, like how much golf do you play? Well, you, you kind of see when I'm playing golf. You know, like it's not like he's. <laughs> At medalist grinding, you know, every day. That's true. That's true. Um, and then, of course, uh, I also really, really love watching uh, watching Pat Perez now. I mean, I wasn't much of a fan of his until he came over to live. And I think a lot of these guys live has been an opportunity for them to actually express their personality. Yeah. You got to remember the PGA Tour really does feel more and more like Happy Gilmore, uh, like the Happy Gilmore PGA Tour, where it's just, we don't want you to. Well, you know, we, we want you to chill out. We want yep. you to not do anything. Uh, hey, no swearing. Hey, no, n- all no, no, no. All the big sports, you know, leagues do that. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, like the NFL, they find people for having a certain kind of, like if they wear like a cleat with their face on it or like, yeah. you know, MLB with the jerseys and the socks and, you know, like all like, like when, you know, even with the celebrations, when players hit home runs, like they didn't want, you know, but like once these sports leagues realize, and honestly, it's like, I feel like once our generation gets in charge and like our gener- millennials become commissioner, what have you, you know, th- th- they'll make it, you know, more fun, you know, because that's what people want to see. People don't want the uptight nature. And honestly, that's what Liv has done, you know, make golf yeah. fun again. And they have made golf fun again. And speaking and, about... And, and, and go- obviously, golf is still fun regardless. Yeah. I, mean, I, I go to a P- if I go to a PGA tour event, if I go to a senior tour event, which I'm going to next, next month, thanks to uh, Clark Dennis. Mm-hmm. Love that guy. He's a... a yeah, anyway... Shouts in. But uh, anyway, um, dude, I'm so excited. Uh, I'll have fun at those events regardless, but you're right. It's, it's a different vibe when you, when you set it up for the competition being the entertainment or just the entertainment being the entertainment. And Liv understands that you can have a competition, but still have entertainment be the entertainment. Yeah. And you get the casuals there. And you know, like honestly, if Liv's going to grow, we, they need more casuals. And that's like what I'm saying when, when I go off on live, like it's not because I hate live. It's because I want live to succeed, but you need it. Like I said this weekend, you know, like there was so much shit going on between NFL uh, and NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, MLB boxing, you know, like there's so much stuff going on. Like they need 
drama. You know, they need like Brooks and Cam battling down the stretch, you know, to bring in those casual, those fans that are like, oh, I'll never watch Live. You know, if you tell them, you know, Brooks and, you know, uh, Cam Smith are battling down the stretch like Henrik and Phil did at fucking the Open Championship, you know, they're going to, you know, 25 to 30% of those guys are going to tune in, you know? You, you, you say that, but I will tell you this right now. And, I'll, and listeners, if you catch this, I want you to let us know in the competition what you think. I will bet you money that Chase Kepka's viral video of, of that hole-in-one does more to grow live golf than a battle that you're talking about. You think so? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Masters was great for live because it showed, hey, these guys actually are competitive. Yeah. There's only one person in the world who beat them, the number one player in the world. Yeah. And then you also have to look at that was fun. That video is fun. Yep. I that did video, see somebody say he should have got an invite to the Masters. Like, come on. Like, that's a little too going uh, a little too not, far. Not Chase. Yeah. Uh, you, you line in Charles Howell, I, I, I think. Yeah, but uh, someone said Chase Kepka should have got an invite. It right, must have right. been. Well, satire. That, it had to be satire. It's got to be either one of the satire accounts or somebody who's so casual that they're not really aware of what they're saying. Exactly. Um, Uline and Howell should have gotten an invite. Um, what we'll do but, next pod when we do the uh, recap of Singapore, we'll pull up the YouTube clip of Chase Kepka and l- let's do over under how many views. What do you think? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, over under. Well, it, there's well, so many let's copycats. Check. There's so many copycats. Let's though. go to Live Golf's actual youtube real quick okay, and they, they, got, they have to have it up as, yes as uh, well i'm not i'm going to look at like another big highlight like what that got so we could have a baseline you know what i'm saying um so that would be the maddie the, the maddie wolf hole in one from two years from a year ago so that would be the that'd be the, the most comparable uh highlight that you could show that for okay. so look up maddie wolf well, let's see telegooch round one highlights five thousand views um Brooks Kepka final round winner, 54,000 views. These are all round highlights. Yeah, just right. type in Matty Wolf hole in one. Okay. Now, what do but you, no, um, what do you expect kind of, while we're waiting? What do you expect in Singapore? In Singapore? What do I expect in Singapore? I expect, like I said, the older players to be a little rough this week. Um, again, they're going to be a little bit more, a little bit more tired. They're going to have a hangover from from Adelaide because Adelaide was so much fun. Um, so you're, they're going to be emotionally drained. We're going to see players play a little bit sloppier this week, um, but because of that, we're going to see the younger kids. Um, you're going to see Payot. You're going to see uh, Chikara. You're going to see Siwon Kim possibly. Um, if he doesn't, he's fired probably. <laughs> uh, but no, Chikara. But but no, Chikara, Pooj, Payot. Um, you're going to see those three in the top ten. Okay. I, I'm I will put money on that. Um, I'm not well going to give my picks yet. I'm going to actually do research and not just throw oh, shit. I'm not giving picks. These are yeah. not picks. These we'll are we'll tweet out. We'll tweet out our picks on uh, Thursday morning. Right. These are not picks, mind you. This is just me telling you that hey, older players. And all the players who were emotionally invested, they are going to be drained. Yeah. Um, you're going to see the young kids really step up. Um, I don't know who's playing for, for Horsefield this week. It may be Lori Cantor. I think that's weird because, again, they're supposed uh, to have... He was sub- on the cliques, right? Right. And they're supposed to have team-specific substitutes. Well, now they got time to know and, and get the guy there. You know, they got a few days. 
So my question to you is, will it be Shergo Alcurdy? Because remember, he played for the Majestics in one event whenever Heinrich Stenson went down last year. Yeah. That was after uh, Bedminster, right? The yes, event it was in Chicago, uh, it was in uh, Boston. Boston. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 177,000 views, Matthew Wolf, seven months ago. Okay. So that, that had seven months to, you know, marinate. So, I don't know, let's say 50,000. This ace is going to be, uh, if it's not the highlight of the week on mm. ESPN, something's wrong. Well, we so, have seven uh, days until we're going to come back. Seven, eight days until we come back and do our Singapore recap. So, okay. let's set the over-under at half 150,000. No, no, we got to, you know, because, all right, yeah, sure, 150,000. You think over? Yeah. I think over in seven days, yeah. Okay. Because Liv is going to pump this out. Yeah. This is going to be. It's gonna, you know it's going to be on on ESPN. That looked like fun. Yeah, that will be a top ten play tonight on ESPN. I would say if it gets over a hundred thousand, that will be good for them. I, I think somewhere in like eighty, ninety, a hundred. Gotcha. Because I, I think eventually it will break the one seventy seven, but. You know, like also there, there could be, you know, because when you Google Matthew Wolf hole in one, the first thing that shows up is the Guardian put up a view of it seven months ago. Right. And, and that took 10,000 views. So, you know, one of these, you know, the big, copycat videos. Exactly. Yeah. One of them yeah. jumps on and, and puts it up first. It could fuck with our numbers. Well, you know, and that, that happens with any, any highlight video. So you have to like keep that with a grain of salt. Yep. Um, but no, uh, like I said, man, uh, I'm excited for Singapore this week. We're going to see sloppier play. I really, I really believe that. And I don't say that to be mean at the players. I just know that's what happens when you have an emotionally draining week. The next week is going to feel kind of like a hangover and it's going to be a yep. quieter crowd. Um, it's going to be, um, I know Sue Ann Hang is really excited for this because it's her home event. Um, but it's just, it's, it's going to be quieter. It's going to be, um, like I said, a little bit sloppier from the older players who yeah. are going to be, you know, hung out, kind of emotionally hung over and physically hung over this week. Um, and we need to figure out, you know, so who's playing for Horsefield? Because Horsefield is at least out until Tulsa. He might come back for Tulsa, but he's at least out for Tulsa yeah. until Tulsa. All right. And I, I will make a commitment to the Live Golf fans and our followers on Twitter and the podcast, I will keep my negative comments to myself and I'll give live the rest of the year before I give my two cents. And if I do feel like I have something negative, because honestly, like I said, I speak my mind. I'm not going to hold something back just because I want the live golf fans to like me. I'll maybe I'll be a little bit more gentler and, and worded a different way and not be so, you know, no, 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 no. Dickish. Digsy, no Vaseline up in here. We, 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 All right. We, uh, you know, if you see if you see something that you don't like, I want to know about it. Because okay. obviously, we're critiquing for the purpose of seeing growth. For yeah, instance, and you know what? Happened. It did it did get a lot of traction. And one guy said, "Oh, you're just doing this to get negative uh, talk to to get listeners to your to your podcast." It's like honestly, like me and Jake, we, we do this as this is our hobby. You know, like I have a successful career. I don't need to do this. You know, Jake doesn't need to do this. You know, we're not making money. You know, like we could have. You know ads or affiliate marketing if we wanted to you know but we haven't got to that yet like we're not we're not we're not sitting in our mother's basement doing this podcast to try to make it rich one day you know like if that happens one day great but you know like we don't need that to happen like we're doing this for fun so you know we're not going to manufacture shit just to manufacture shit 
I'm just being real. You know, Jake's a little bit more positive than me. I'm a little bit more of a, you know, pessimistic. You know, I'm a glass half empty. Jake's a glass half full. And that's why we click. And that's why, you know, things work because we have two different viewpoints. And we're not just sitting here patting each other on the back and agreeing with everything. Yeah, because you can only watch two guys give each other a hand job for so long before you just go, this is slave. Exactly. If you want that, go to Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> hey, or watch uh, Kyle Porter's CBS podcast. Yes. Oh, oh, exactly. that was mean. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. Hey, we, oh, we yeah. do it. We do. But on that note, we need to end it on that note. Again, we'll be back next week for the Singapore recap. Follow us on Twitter. Um, make sure to subscribe. Apple Podcast, Spotify. Listen to all of our past podcasts. Rate, subscribe, review. And uh, yeah, Jake, anything else? Just have a freaking awesome week. Keep an eye out for picks. Um, I promise to actually do, be able to do some more research this week just because we didn't know anything about Australia. We didn't, we, and so we were just kind of picking blind. And, yeah, you know, we're not going to fake it. We're, yeah. we're going to be real with y'all. It's, it's tough to know the courses and the, and the conditions in areas yeah. that we don't see. It's not like so. the PGA when we see it every year, you know, yeah. like. Or, yeah. or, an, or like, you know, if you tell me about like, hey, well, what do you think about Tulsa? Dude, I've, I've played 30 plus rounds in Tulsa exactly. this last year. Yep. So like, and yeah. the U.S. courses, you know, they've been majors there or, you know, amateur cor- amateur events or corn fair. You know, like we, we could figure it out. But over, you know, overseas, even Europe, like Valderrama will know, you know, uh, London will know because they played there last year. You know, we, we, we know stuff like that. But, you know, some of these courses, Singapore, Australia. You know, even Bangkok will know, you know, but you get the gist of it. Absolutely. Folks, have an epic week. Yes, have a good week, guys, and we'll be back with you next week. Later.